Hey, drama listeners. Oh my God. Oh my God, you guys. Wait, I didn't even plan that and it just came out. I'm a little bit impressed with myself. Just let me have this moment. Anyway, for those of you who have never listened to the podcast before, or if you are a longtime listener and you're still sticking around, I have been waiting for this moment for so long. The absolute legend Orfe is on the pod today. I can't. I mean, come on. And we're timing it right in time for St. Patrick's Day, which of course ties into Ireland, which of course is her song from my favorite musical of all time, Legally Blonde, the musical. So listen, if you love this episode that you're about to hear, please follow us on all social media platforms. We are at The Drama Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Leave us a five-star review wherever it seems appropriate. And if you are like, Oh my God, they're so fun. I love the twins. We have bonus episodes that come out like yeah, maybe like two to four times a month where it is your favorite twins, me, Connor, and of course, Dylan chatting with each other about pop culture, theater, current events. We get into the personal details. We do little deep dives on Tony's predictions. That's our series that's happening now, but we've got tons of backlogs of episodes and you can watch old episodes as well. And you get access to our Instagram close friends. And this is all at patreon.com backslash the drama podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You're going to love Orfe. And I think you'd also love our Patreon. So give us a chance, check us out. And thank you so much. Now it is time for the show. Press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, Ooh drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got numb? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater. Pop culture. Love. And life. I'm Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. Connor, I'm very jealous of something you did recently. What? Tell me. Have we talked about this yet? I don't think so. You made a television appearance. Yes. I was in the live studio audience for um, Watch What Happens Live. (laughs) Andy Cohen on Bravo. (laughs) The secret drama is it wasn't live. No way. And maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy, but how could I have imagined that every night live at like 10 or 11, it was really happening. Um, But, you know, the recording itself in the moment was live. The live studio audience is really live. And he is a true professional. Let me tell you, he did a Q&A with the, the crowd when we came in and he was kind of being a little shady and funny. And he did everything in one take, like truly did not redo anything. Wow. He is incredible like absolutely that was the bunny there the bunny was present i mean it was a true gag it was some um cast members from summer house which of course i loved right and um they said that we were the first of three tapings they were doing that night and i was just in awe watching it happen and it you know it's being there in real life is like seeing it on tv it's almost everything you you get like they don't really cut much or change it it was incredible to see so you know what i take back what i said it really is it's a live experience it really oh, is amazing and, and i'm so jealous you got to see those summer house cast members live too that's one of I my know. current guilty pleasures it was awesome it was awesome we got to get you in there the, i emailed the girl afterwards and i was like if you ever need anybody else for you know this show or that show or whatever and she goes yeah just email me anytime all right Dylan. all right well we love andy cohen we also love someone else named andy who has a connection to our guest today <laughs> 
I love this name association you're doing to segue you know, into the actual episode we're going to do. We love a transition. I'm going to bring this person in because I mentioned this to them before we started recording, but it cannot be overstated that this is the definition of dream guest. Am 100%. I right, Connor? I mean, we'll get into it, but. Yeah. And we're not going to make fools of ourselves because whenever we're in front of somebody who we truly idolize and admire, you know, I don't want to be like that blushing stage door Judy. But <laughs> stage door Sally, I would say. Well, Judy, whatever. <laughs> I'd rather be a Judy than a Sally. You're a good Our Judy. Our guest today. Oh, thank you, Connor. Our guest today is a Tony Drama Desk and Outer Critic Circle Award nominee for her iconic performance as Paulette in Legally Blonde, the musical on Broadway. Her performance became that of history when the show was filmed live for MTV Introducing our guest to millions of people, she most recently starred on Broadway in Pretty Woman as Kid DeLuca, having also appeared in Saturday Night Fever, Fascinating Rhythm, and Footloose. Her powerhouse vocals and inimitable stage presence were also part of the Actors Fund's Hair and Dream Girls and Off-Broadway in Love, Loss, and What I Wore, The Great American Trailer Park Musical, and Love, Janice. She also made a cameo in the 50th anniversary concert of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat at Lincoln Center. You'll recognize her from Netflix's The Good Cop, Sleeping with the Fishes, Across the Universe, Film You, Law and Order, Criminal Intent, and SVU, Sex in the City, The Posted Episode, and more. Her extensive recording career includes music with 90s Top 40 group or and more, as well as performing with many music icons. Her solo CD, What Do You Want From Me? and single, Forget My Name, are available on iTunes, as well as her live album titled Legally Bound, recorded with her husband, Dreamboat, Andy Carl at Feinstein's 54 Below. Name another legend please welcome to drama or <laughs> oh i'm going to have you write all of my introductions for the rest of my life the rest of my career that's it that's it i would be that's honored it. it's over it's you know done. when i was an intern at 54 below back in pre-Trump America 2016, you and Andy were doing, I think, the first round of Legally Bound. And one of my tasks as an intern was to write a sample version of the description for the show. And Jennifer Tepper said that she sent it to your team and they loved it. So I have written some of your intros before. So there you go. So I'm consistent in my good taste. (laughs) Absolutely. There you go. There you go. That's hilarious. Oh my goodness. That's right. Gosh, it was that long ago. 2016. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? No. Were we ever so young, Orfe? I still am. Yeah. <laughs> I forever young. oddly, shockingly still am. But yes, <laughs> time has gone by very quickly, even though we got kind of stuck on pause for a couple of years. It seems to go by very quickly because I think back to when you say Saturday Night Fever, I go, how was that 20 20- one year like how is that possible so time feels very man-made and it's in yeah. it's you know it's like somebody decided we have to mark certain situations and so mm-hmm. therefore we're going to make time and this is what's going to you know happen so what is what is 20 years what is five minutes it's all kind of the same yeah oh you absolutely know. no wow well it is so nice to have you here as we mentioned it's nice to be here thank you for having me or Yes. Are you well? Am I? What do you mean? (laughs) Like, like in my soul, in my spirit, I am well. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for asking. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling good vibes lately in the world. I don't know what it is. I just feel like everybody has, or at least to me, it seems like there's a positive 
energy around that everyone's excited to move forward in life right now. I don't know. I'm getting this this good feeling. Well, let's hope that's true because the more momentum is behind that feeling and behind that thought and behind the, you know, everybody having that thought, the more it will kind of grow. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when everybody's depressed, everybody's depressed. When everyone's Mm -hmm. hopeful, everyone's hopeful. It's like a, it's literally a a momentum thing. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. Strange and esoteric as that sounds. No, I mean, Connor Connor and I are certainly believers of that. So I I think you're you're in good company. So, okay. So you mentioned that Saturday Night Fever is 21 years ago. How do you remember that that was 21 years ago? Like, what is your marker for like, oh, wow. Is that when you met Andy? Because I met Andy and we got married. And so I know how long we've been married. So Saturday Night Fever slightly more than 21 years ago. Okay. So because we've been, we just celebrated our 21st anniversary, which again, seems out of the realm of reality, but what is reality? So, you know, you go back to what is 21 years? It feels like five minutes, Yeah. you know? Well, congrats. Wait, that's so exciting. You're like, your Broadway is like longstanding power couple. I know it's weird, huh? Mm -hmm. I know. Very, very strange. (laughs) I'll tell you what, when we did, remember not that long ago, right before the world shut down the first time, remember that Saturday Night Fever did that big reunion flash mob in Times Square. Mm -hmm. We laughed. The cast is wonderful. One of my favorite casts I've ever been fortunate enough to work with. They would just laugh and come up and be like, boy, did we call this wrong? Like they would just go on and on about how they laughed and they were like, oh, sure, this will last. Boy, I mean, you know, so everyone now I think thinks, oh, this might last. We can say that now, you know, <laughs> So, but everyone without fail, it was just hilarious because, you know, it was a cast of people who were very close then. And, you know, when you're that close to a cast, you just pick up where you left off. It doesn't matter which one of us speak all the time, which one of us haven't spoken since the curtain came down for the last time. It doesn't matter. We were a really close knit cast and and fond of each other genuinely. So they would just come and be like, boy, (laughs) who knew? (laughs) So (laughs) it was, it was much of that for the whole evening, but we had a great time. Were you into Andy right when you first met him? Yes. And that's quite frankly, never happened before. And so many people had built me up about him. So it could have been a disaster. There were so many, oh, wait till you meet Andy Carl. Oh my God, you're going to love Andy Carl. Wait till you meet my friend, Andy Carl, from Jim Ambler to John, who was our hair person and literally everyone in between. Oh my God, he's the hottest. He's the nicest. He's the sweet. And I was like, this guy is going to be like a hop toad. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah Sure. And then he walked into the building and I was like, oh my God, be still my heart. So yeah, there was the one time the hype and the reality were absolutely in tandem. Were you looking for love at the time? Not even, or was it no, one of those? No? no, I had been single for years and I was so kind of over the whole, I didn't date. I wasn't a dater. You know what I mean? And thank God I'm old enough to have not had the um, glorious tinder apps and things of that nature (laughs) so i was not a dater you know and i was always working i was a working kid i was constantly you know doing my thing the gods just kind of orchestrated it perfectly you know it just was what it was but i know i i had had fun don't get me wrong i had fun (laughs) Uh, i sowed my royal oats but uh yeah (laughs) i hadn't been dating hadn't been looking wasn't like asking my friends to hook me up we just it was instantaneous it was shocking and I'm sure he thought oh the same God. about you. Oh, I don't know. Probably. 
wondering what he got himself into. <laughs> no, he did. He did. He had seen me in Footloose the one week I was on as Rusty. So he had seen me. He had seen Saturday Night Fever before he was in it. So for him, it felt very faded. Okay. And he tells wow. the story a lot about how like he, the one week he was in town, he was on tour doing something and he was in town. He's like, I'm going to go see some shows. And it was the week that I was contracted to play Rusty after I'd already left and done Fascinating Rhythm. And Stacey oh. Francis finally called out and they called me and said, come and do Rusty. And that was the week that he saw Footloose and saw me on stage and was like, who is that? And I want to meet her. Oh, that gives what me chills. Oh, that's literally, amazing. literally, you can ask him. He he tells that story. He's like the one time that, you know, because I didn't get to go on the whole time I was in Footloose. Oh, wow. The whole time. Not, I went on one for one time for Betty Blast, Irene. I went on one time for Robin Baxter. I never got to go on. I left. I did Fascinating Rhythm. Fascinating Rhythm was, as you both know, very oh, long yes. running. It's still running <laughs> in regional theaters as we speak. It's actually at the Long Acre after hours. <laughs> um, but they called me and they said, uh, you know, Stacy's out. Would you like to come? And I was like, yeah, I'll be right over. And that was when Andy saw the show for the first That's time. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, crazy. I feel like you'd be great as Rusty. Oh, yeah. I had a great time as Rusty. It was really good. And oh, and the funniest part of that is that there's so much footage of me as Rusty because the week that I was on, we did everything. We did the Today Show. We did the 4th of July extravaganza. We did everything. So I kind of feel like people think I played Rusty a lot longer than mm -hmm. I did, which uh, now that I've corrected everybody, I'm going to go with that. Though. <laughs> I did. I played it for a really long time. Wow. Yeah. Okay, wait. So I'm so curious. So you're in Saturday Night Fever. Andy joins the cast. Was it like you guys just started going out right away? Or was there kind of like that flirtatious showman's yeah. kind of vibe where it was a will they won't? There they? was a flirtation. Well, there was a flirtation on stage because we had a lot of scenes together in act two, especially. But he went on as Tony. He was a Tony cover. Okay. So yeah. he went on all the time. So he and I got to act as well, I was the love lorn and he didn't want to have, you know, Tony wanted to have nothing to do with Annette, but we were on stage a lot together and it was just perfect, but it did not take long for that to go into real life. But we didn't tell anybody. We never said a word about it. Nobody knew what was happening. And I guess that like people caught wind of it when we took the five, it was the 500th show boat cruise around New York city. Oh, wow. And somehow it got out and everyone was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And so <laughs> it was a secret for a really long time. Nobody knew. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. I think Mark, my dresser was the only one who knew. Your dresser oh. knows everything though, don't they? And he's, he was wonderful. All my dressers have been just glorious. So yeah, I couldn't have kept it from him anyway, nor did I want to. And he was as, as hush about it as I, <laughs> just in case it crashed and burned in a week. And it was like, I can't even look at this guy. Just, I mean, obviously you two are amazing and the dynamic is incredible. I do think you're both very different performers. So it's really cool when you come together for your, for your duo shows. Does it ever feel like, like, even when I was writing the bio, I was like, I don't want to write it about both of them. Like, I want to write this about Orfe because you're both such respectable, wonderful performers. Oh. Do you ever feel like it's Thank so you. intertwined and you're like, what about me? You know? <laughs> no, I never feel that way. I actually never feel that way at all. And I honestly think 
if someone were to put me on the spot and say, what's the secret to your marriage? I think it's the autonomy. Mm. I think it's because we're not all up in each other's madness. We happen to work very well together. We happen to have luckily, thankfully done a few shows together. We do have the concert series together. And let me tell you, if people ask me or asked him, would you like to be in this with your wife? Would you like to do this TV show with you? Would you know? Yes. But we're so different as human beings that it just works. The autonomy and the fact that neither one of us is kind of on top of the other one mm-hmm. makes it very, it, it, I think it's the secret to the, the length and the longevity of the marriage. Really. It, it's what you just said. Mm-hmm. So next time somebody asks me, I'm going to tell them to call Dylan. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Dylan knows. Just curious. What are your Zodiac signs? I'm an Aries and Andy's a Virgo. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're Virgos. Virgos. So, you know, Virgos are very easy to get along with. I happen to have, I always say when the Virgo birthdays come around and the Aquarian birthdays come around, I am shit out of luck because I have to get like extra work because every day of both of those signs, I have another dear, dear, dear friend birthday. Not one of those where you're like, hey, sorry, I missed your birthday. Like people, I have to lie for this one. I had to see that I'd ever get a break. Literally Virgo and Aquarians. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I get that I too. It well, is. it's interesting because Virgo, not to get too ookie cookie here for maybe we'll it's okay. It's coming now. back. Now I've been ookie cookie my whole entire life, but now everybody's <laughs> into it. So Everybody TikTok is. has changed uh-huh. everything. All right. But Literally. tell, 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 tell. Well, Virgos are so attracted to an Aries. You guys are just so passionate and sexy and exciting. And oh, it's it's a fun match for a Virgo because we can be a little more balanced or a little controlled at times, but always easy to, you know, yeah. hang with. Fun, but yeah. we love an Aries. So yeah. I love that match for you too. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Like I was like, of course you're a Virgo. Yeah. Best friend, yeah. this one, that one. It it just it never ends. It never ends. Never. And it continues here. Wow. Okay. So wait, so we're, we're talking about your Broadway career and kind of getting into things, but we do kind of like to, to get into the, the roots of maybe why you do what you do. And we call it the ring of keys moment. For those who've never listened to the podcast, we've sort of taken this concept from fun home, the musical where young Allison sees herself in another person. We've changed it to be when you saw your passion for the first time or realized your passion for the first time. Or Faye, do you feel as though you have a ring of keys moment when it comes to the life of performing that you live? I, you know, I honestly don't remember a time where this was not what I did. I think I came out of the womb with the keys and the ring (laughs) and everything else, just boom. But I don't think I ever didn't do this. I think that the grownups around started to figure it out when we would go on those hideous family car trips. I mean, like such a Uh triggering, is that the cool word now? Yes, triggering memory. I could and would upon like a listen, be able to sing the entire top 40 on any road trip. I could sing every jingle off the TV upon one listen. Like, I think they started to get that. And you know, their ears weren't Mm -hmm. bleeding. So I could obviously sing in tune as a youngster. I was already writing skits for my grade school assembly. We would put on shows. And sometimes if there was a substitute teacher, they'd be like, do your skit. So this was never not what I did. I, and I've said this many times in interviews, but I didn't know that that's mm. not what everybody did. Kind of like when you're left-handed, you don't know yeah. that everybody isn't left-handed. I, it was like weird to know that oh, you're left-handed. I, the first time I heard that, I was like, what do you, what does that even mean? So I didn't know that everybody didn't 
sing and dance and act and want to write and sing jingles and, you know, sing songs on the radio and hold a microphone and, you know, their hairbrush. And I didn't know that that's not what wow. everybody was doing. And I mean, you have such, I mentioned it yeah. earlier, an, an inimitable voice. It is like, you you know, it's Orfei when you're here, <laughs> when you hear it. And thank you. obviously, thank did you. you like mimic other people though, when you were young? Like, were you trying to be somebody or, cause it's very unique. You know, it wasn't that I wanted to be somebody in particular. I loved a lot of people. I was very enamored of many people, but I would definitely play over and over again Stevie mm. Wonder's riffs. Like, you know, I was enthralled by Prince. I wanted to look like him. I wanted to act like him. I was insanely in love with Cher. I was insanely in love with Shaka Khan, Gladys Knight, the, the male bands, like the Temptations and the OJs, like, because there were mm -hmm. so many harmonies. So I would literally like if you ever kind of break it down, I know everybody does it now in all the reality shows and the American Idols. If you listen to Stevie Wonder, nobody mm. can do runs like him. Nobody, nobody. Listen to a pure Stevie Wonder old early CD run. Yeah. Nothing like it. So I would practice wow. that. The Eagles, the Bee Gees, all of it, you know, it was all about the harmony and the performance and the purity and sometimes with mm -hmm. certain artists, the runs. And I was like, oh, I got it. I got to get that. So I think it informed me clearly. Yeah. I want to hear you sing Desperado all of a sudden. You know, I've done that. I've, I did that for a benefit once for John Patrick oh. Shanley, believe it or not. I had to learn the lyrics overnight. And I was like, you know, you know, those songs until you have to sing them. Oh, and yes. you're like, been out riding what? What? So long <laughs> now. And freedom. And you're like, those days that you come will hurt you somehow. You know every third word because you've never had to perform it. And as an adult, mm. I was like, oh, I don't actually know the words to Desperado, but I knew enough to like kind of fill in the blank. Sure. Yeah, yeah that's a great song. Yeah. Wait, so you, you mentioned Cher and it's no secret that you literally know Cher. Yeah. Can you tell me though, remind me, how do you know <laughs> the legend herself? Chaz and I grew up together. Chaz and I went to uh, high school together. And, you know, for my whole entire Broadway career, I think people thought I was making it up because, as I've also said, you would pick the most, arguably the most famous person in the world and pretend that's who you know. Like, because <laughs> you wouldn't pick some obscure person that maybe did a serial commercial in 1985 and say, that's my friend. No, no, no. <laughs> You'd pick the most famous woman on the planet and pretend you went to school with their child and pretend you went to a really famous high school. So I think that the look of gaggage on everybody's face at the share opening <laughs> night when it was just Andy and I and a couple of other people in VIP with her all night. And you could tell that this is somebody who's very intimately knows you because, you mm -hmm. know, we're like speaking this. I just the, the gaggage for that was worth my entire Broadway experience because I was like, yeah, I don't lie. First of all, you know, mm -hmm. but that's a big lie to, oh yeah. To try to figure out. That is so cool. Little lies. Yeah, sure. But big lies. You can't, could you imagine someone going up to her and her being like, I have no <laughs> idea who you're talking about. You know, it's like, you just, you know, you know, you can't do that. You, the, the, no. So yeah. Yeah. That's how your impression just now was out of this world on point. Well, I mean, every millennial knows who you are because of Legally Blonde and it was on MTV. Yeah, it's shocking, isn't it? And it happened way after yeah. the fact. <laughs>
it happened way after the fact. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't happening in real time. It, you know. Do you see on Twitter the love that Legally Blonde has, the life it has taken on online in the last three, four years? People are obsessed. It's shocking. It's absolutely shocking to me. And I think to all of us, I think it's a relishing kind of a shock. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good shock, you know. Yeah, that was definitely the part that almost definitely never was. They didn't want me at all, at all. I was the last person they wanted to cast and the last person literally they cast. Did they want like a Jennifer Coolidge impression and then they just couldn't find one? I don't know. I don't know what they wanted. Andy said something very, very smart the other night about what was the issue, but you'd have to ask them. But I also think they all have kind of forgotten because at this point, it's ridiculous that they didn't want me. So I don't think any of them are. Go- I'm mean, the only person who really had my back the entire time was Jerry oh. Mitchell. So hence why I've worked with mm-hmm. him a few times, you know, but I just don't think any of them would cop to it at this point. They'd be like, what do you mean? We love her. We always wanted her, <laughs> yeah. you know, because it's silly. But I tell you, they would have hired anyone before me if they could have. And that's the truth. But that's that's uh, ridiculous. I'm I'm so glad it was you because me I mean, too. I don't want to like be too over the top, but your performance as Paulette meant oh. and means the world to us. We were at Thank a very you. impressionable age when oh, Legally Blonde was on MTV, and then I was seventy-five, <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. Well, I remember we had a DVR, but you, it didn't record on the TV. It only recorded on the computer, so we had these burnt oh, discs of Legally mm-hmm. Blonde oh. and. Orfe, we had it on like every weekend watching over and over. I could do your entire line reading, every oh single line. God. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh Played my God. It. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. I'm glad. I, I, I love, I relish, I adore, you know, I, I, I do all the like little TikTok challenges for the Muni. I, yes. I put as many of them on my timeline, duetted with them. You know, I'm so not TikTok famous, but that was, you know, fun for me. So yeah, I, it's it's shocking the life it had. And look, you know, we were the first to do that whole mm-hmm. capture, that pro shot thing. We were the first. We don't get any credit mm-hmm. for it. You know, we didn't get an Emmy nomination for the cast or anything like that. But it was so ahead of the genre yeah. of doing that. You know what I'm sure everybody hopefully gets their stuff at Lincoln Center in the mm-hmm. library. Fascinating Rhythms there. It's the only place you can see it. But we were very, very way ahead of the time with that. So I'm glad that it grew such legs oh, yeah. after the fact. It's it's It aged well. Definitely. Not Definitely. a lot of things age well. It's like the 90s as a decade aged well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Other de- you can't, but, but Legally Blonde really did um, thankfully age well. And it now means so much more was so it's so much more relevant now than it was at the time mm-hmm. yeah i mean people are shocked when they hear that the show wasn't even nominated for best musical it's it's one of those things where it's like what that show which is, is perfect. scandalous you know it's which is scandalous i mean oh. don't get me get me started about that because then they took it to london and it was lauded and awarded <sighs> yeah. yeah crazy yep. crazy yep. but you As did get a nomination been. for a tony that's your tony nomination which is just i bled for that mm-hmm. nomination so i'm glad i did what was, what was that experience like? <laughs> phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So can't say, you know, it was it was a hard road, but that was a good payoff. It was a really good payoff to get all three nominations. Yeah. The Triple Crown. That was, um, yeah, the Triple Crown was good. I allow myself to relish in yes. that because again. Because that was a packed season. It was a hard one. Yeah. 
It really was. And, you know, look, I'm still annoyed that Saturday Night Fever, which was brilliant, didn't get the love at the Tonys that it should have. Like they they really like, let's say you just don't want to like credit me or James or Paige or. But the fact that they didn't give the choreography and the lighting and the costumes and the set design, it was brilliant. So sometimes whoever's in charge at the time mm-hmm. just doesn't get it right. When you're on those committees, like we get lucky enough, like one year Andy got to nominate for the big, you know, you get, scre- you, you get, it's a lottery and he got to pick for the the big oh. Academy Awards. So, you know, we always get to do the Grammys. I've been nominating for the Grammys for 20 years. It's like, you cannot let your personal feelings be involved. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you suck. Seriously, it has to be so unbiased. And yeah, of course I have my favorites. Everybody has their favorites, but you can't judge it based on right. what your goodie bag is that you got for it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you got to go and say, who, mm-hmm. who deserves this? And, you know, they were like, oh, we don't want a British import, yeah. please stupid yeah that, that bugs me to this day and i gotta let it go but well it, it tends it tends to happen over and over again i mean look what happened with groundhog day you know it's like another yeah. one of those things where it's just horrifying andy and groundhog day i mean i know this is a podcast about you or but <laughs> no no but it's true no these are all yeah. topics that we should discuss yeah it's like a crime that he didn't get the big the top prize you know because that well you know but he got an olivier that's true he, did. he got an olivier which I'll is take an olivier. also a top prize yeah. you're right yeah but That's he's like a, oh, I know. incredible. Oh, oh no. my God. I mean, talk about probably bleeding for something like. Yeah. And and yeah. Literally. Yeah. Literally. I do. You and you and Andy are, have such goodwill though in the community. Wow. I mean, everyone loves the two of you. I remember when I think it was you two hosted like the Easter bonnet or something oh like that. God. The year of the, yeah. it was like right after the drama desk nominations came out for that season. Pretty woman. I remember you two had some amazing zingers. Oh, good. And, I, and I'm sure we moments. wrote them too. Yeah. <laughs> I oh yeah. I, I, I remember during the pandemic, I thought to myself, boy, I'll bet you they'd give anything for that nasty little hooker musical to be back now. I'm like, mm-hmm. really? Because, oh, we, <laughs> I always, I've said this before. Did you ever think, here I am, I'm a hooker walking on Hollywood Boulevard. I've got 57 pounds of leather and spikes on me. It was the least lascivious two hookers in the history of, you know, I'm like, really? Oh, yeah. Really, you're you're appalled by this musical? Mm-hmm. Kiss my ass. Absolutely. And all my leather. <laughs> like, I had more clothing on for Pretty Woman. And you can ask my dresser. There was a night where the um, air conditioning had gone out. And I'm, I run very cold, so I'm always freezing. It's like a joke. It was so hot that, and it was like a July, you know, one mm-hmm. of those like 900 degree, 75, you know, percent humidity, blah, blah, blah. And the, uh, the AC had gone off in the good old Nederlander. Mm-hmm. And I had literally layers upon layers and layers of clothing on his kit, DeLuca. And I said to Mo, and you know, you, you can't really change your costume. It's like not the thing to do. It's almost mm-hmm. like illegal. Yeah. I said, Mo, if I go out with the leather jacket and the shirt under it, I will not make it off the Someone will have to come and get me because I'm boiling. Like I'm sweating. So I don't even want to know what anyone else is going through. But if I'm sweating and I'm boiling, it is really hot. And I was like, I can't. She's like, I'm going to get in trouble. I was like, well, you can tell them that I was about to like pass out because yeah. that's how hot it was. It's a hazard at that point. Yeah. But to, to the point of like, that's how scantily clad I was. <laughs> 
And and belting at the top. Uh, I mean, the the notes you hit. Oh, it's, thank it, you. That's probably why the air conditioning broke. Yeah, that was it. The roof was yeah, caving sure. in. It that was, was amazing. <laughs> we loved Pretty Woman. I I, it's still one of my go-to cast albums. I love that. I I never heard Andy sing better. Like mm-hmm. Brian Adams is actually an incredibly gifted producer. People don't know that. And I've dealt with record producers my whole life. Yeah. Brian Adams, people don't even know. He's a genius record producer. In addition to being a pop star and an amazing songwriter and photographer, he's a genius record producer. Phenomenal. What a cool experience. You know what song I'm obsessed with in Pretty Woman is Anywhere But Here. Isn't it great? Isn't that it great? It just flies. Yeah, it's fantastic. And they brought it in. That's not what Samantha sang in that scene originally. And one day they brought it in. They're like, Samantha's going to have a new song during this scene. And she had literally learned the lyrics the night before. She had an incredible knack for learning lyrics instantaneously. And she just, they started the song and she's like, I look around and what? I, and we were like, oh, this is so pretty. And then all of a sudden went, bum, ba-da-da-da. the whole cast fell out. It was so hot. I mm-hmm. love that song. I love that song. Everybody loved that song. Did Julia or Richard come see the musical? Julia did. She came during previews. It was a big deal. We have like a thousand pictures with her and made all the papers. She was so nice to us. She was so kind. She came backstage. She spent gobs of time with each and every one of us from person to person, like eye contact, luminous, glorious sense of humor. She just, she was everything you wish. And I've said this before too, like it was a one time where you're like, Oh my God, this is why you're mm-hmm. a movie star. Cause you're every inch that, that person, yeah. you know what I mean? But we had a great time. She did. She did come. A few people came. Yeah. Richard gear was in Tibet, okay. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. So he was way yeah. overseas. So he didn't make it, but he would have Hector Elizondo oh, came. I love him. I'm realizing suddenly you were, you've been in so many films that turned into musicals. I don't think on Broadway I've done anything but film too. It's off Broadway. I've done the really crazy original yes. stuff, you know, but Broadway musicals, Footloose, Saturday Night Fever, Legally Blonde, Pretty Woman. That's, we got to figure it. out what's next. TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We got to get you on the next season of And Just Like That because you were in yeah. you were in uh, Sex in the City. So, yeah, you know, I, I would have thought they would have brought us back <laughs> as a crew, as the angry mob gone, you know, really cleaned up really well. We all became like moguls <laughs> and you know, became these like hot, like crazy business people and like in suits and carrying briefcases. And we pass by each other and they're like. Were those the, oh my God. Yeah, I had a whole scenario, but <laughs> no one's calling. Yeah, me. not yet, not yet. You know, I'm thinking about it as you're talking also, because you you have these ties, the music industry and obviously Hollywood and whatnot. Do you get starstruck by anybody? Because uh, you've sung with Shaka Khan. You even mentioned one of your heroes earlier. Yeah. You've even gotten to perform with some of them. I have. I, I'm very, very lucky that in the music business, I got to really meet a lot of my heroes and you know, I got very starstruck around Prince, Stevie mm. Wonder, I'm Jello, literally. The mm-hmm. only time, though, that I was, and Bill Murray going to Groundhog Day, that was a big deal. Uh. And I was there that night, and it was, like, crazy. Oh, yeah. But the person that singing Saturday Night Fever, If I Can't Have You and All Those Songs for the Bee Gees on opening night was the one time I remember being really nervous. Oh. Like, because I mean, these are idols. It would be like if Don Henley was in the audience when I was singing Hotel California at 54 below, or anywhere. Mm. But to be able to sing those songs for Bee Gees in the audience on opening night was insane. 
for me. So I, I, I get starstruck uh, often, but I also hold it together really well. Oh yeah. I don't want to scare anybody. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, how old were you when you were in like recording studios? Cause this happened for a you at a young age, right? A teenager. Yeah. Yeah. So That's so impressive. First I was too cool to act foolish, but I also, you know, I kept it together because I, I didn't want to make them run away. <laughs> I was like, you know, I, I was in very grown up situations with very grown up established artists. So I had to have a, a modicum of calm and cool and, you know, maybe too cool. Sometimes they were probably like, oh, she thinks she is. It wasn't that. It was just like me trying to maintain the calm, you know, you're singing yes. with Shaka Khan and, and, you know, all those people you're like, oh my God, I better not screw this up, you know? <laughs> Wait, I'm I'm sitting here thinking about what I would love to see you in, and I I I know it's a shame because you wouldn't be able to sing in it, but I would love you and Andy and Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf. Oh, that'd be amazing! Sure, <laughs> amazing. Sure. That's your Tony. Uh, that, yeah, for not singing. <laughs> right, of have, course, the the irony. That would, they'd love us. They'd be like, we knew all along they could act <laughs> and not just have to burst into song. Yeah, no, that would be phenomenal. That would be phenomenal, but they'll cast him with somebody else. Mm -hmm. No, that's no, no. It's got to be. Yes. That's the. Yeah, that's no. the ticket. They'll cast there. him with somebody else. <laughs> We've tried that. Yeah. <laughs> Have you two been watching any of the movies that are like Oscar nominated this year? All of them. Yeah. What's your many, favorite thing you've seen? Them. There's so much that's all become one movie at this point because <laughs> we had to watch so much for the SAG Awards yeah. to vote and stuff like that. And again, I'm really specific about that. I don't like just check a box. I, I want to see what's going on, but. There was a lot of good stuff. There was a lot of very interesting stuff. Licorice Pizza was amazing. Yes. Coda was amazing. You know, really good stuff. Really good product out there lately. Definitely. The creativity has gone off like levels. And then TV, White Lotus was amazing. Oh, Phenomenal. Yes. Only Murders in the mm -hmm. Building. Which is coming back. Was, yes, I can't wait. I was really excited that I was coming back. Yeah. So, you know, everything. It's literally one thing now to me because I've seen so much mm -hmm. in such a quick amount of time. Yeah. So. Have, have you voted already? Did that so that have to happen already? And I did vote because I had gotten to see everything oh, that, you know, amazing. I needed to see, believe it or not. I, like, I don't sleep very much. So oh. I do like late night when it's quiet. And, you know, I just binge watch mm -hmm. until I'm like <laughs> nodding out. So. We've had a lot of great content. Yeah, I know. Well, speaking of, yeah, you know, pop really culture great. recommendations or things we've been consuming, we do like to share a dose of drama on our show, the titular segment, some, <gasps> some say, oh, the titular really? segment. And um, oh. it could be sharing a pop culture recommendation or it could be something going on in your in your real life, something you want to rant about, rave about. And I do have a dose of drama this evening that I'm going to, I'm going to share with everyone. And, you know, we started this podcast and we were recording in person for the first six months. And it was so fun because we got to actually make real life connections with our guests. And then of course the pandemic started and we, ever since then, we've been remote for almost two years. Oh my God, that's crazy, Dylan. I just, that just dawned on me. I know. Uh, I think March 9th was our last in-person recording or something like that. It was yeah. great. Wow. But anyway, something that has been so fun lately in the last few months since I moved back to the city has been running into people we've had on the show in real life and getting to interact <laughs> at, in, you know, in social settings or on the street. Like I ran into Colton Ryan the other night, like, and it just makes me feel like sad, dramatic that we missed out on so many fun in the room chats for so long with so many I amazing know, yeah. people with these incredible life stories and 
energy and people that are so generous. So, you know, maybe one day we'll move back. But you can do them, you'd have repeat yeah. guests. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We gotta we gotta get back in the room, Dylan. I know. We do, but it's so much easier to just do it from home. You can just hop on and off, you know, in your whole setup and <laughs> sweatpants. But yeah. anyway, I'm dramatic about it. But you know what? Now I'm comforted by the fact that I can see people in real life and it's like it's seeing an old friend at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love That's it. True. Dylan, do you That's have true. a uh a dose of drama. I do. So everybody's talking about Six the Musical right now. This this like concert musical about the six wives of Henry VIII. And I had an aha moment recently because my my sweet boyfriend is in a was just in a production of Alter Boys. And no one's talking about how Alter Boys was the template for what Six is. It's like this concert musical. And and oh, we did. Yeah, you guys did. Oh, of course, in your house. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. When we saw it, we were like, "Oh, Alter Boys." Right. Okay. But, but no one's <laughs> no one's mentioned. It was like because the audience doesn't know Alter that's Boys. True. The audience that Six's audience has no clue. Mm-hmm. That's true. That Alter Boys was the template. Yeah. Oh, for that, absolutely. We did. Which which boy was Andy? Luke. Oh, great. Luke. That's great. He drove the van. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love that yeah. for him. Oh my god, that's so funny. Such a great one of the best things I've seen. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's so funny. Made. And it's that script is still hilarious. Like seeing it Brilliant. recently. It's yeah. Brilliant. Never and also has aged well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why Dose of Drama is that people need to give Alter Boys its flowers when we've got these other modern musicals. You know, there was there was something before. Mm-hmm. Or Faye. I know we've talked a little bit about some of the TV and film you've been watching, but do you have any dose of drama about anything else going on? I think I gave my rant about Saturday Night Fever being shut out of the Tonys completely, mm-hmm. completely. And what season was like, that? Was that 97? That was 99. 99, okay. Yeah. And there wasn't really all that much going on. Yeah. They just were like, we don't want the... Brit-. It's like, you do understand you have an American cast, right? <laughs> You're not like heralding your, you know, what are you doing? Like, yeah. it was... Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's still the hardest choreography I've ever seen or had to do in a show in my life. Who was the choreographer? Arlene Phillips. Okay. Yeah. She was the director and the choreographer. What was your Broadway debut? I just realized we never asked, but what was was Footloose? Footloose. And I was a swing. Mm -hmm. Footloose. I was a swing. I covered all the females, all the young females. You did your time. Baptism by fire. Yeah. I literally, uh, that's why I'm like, don't you talk about Mm -hmm. swings. That was my first gig, kids. Don't you yeah. do it? Because we know everything and w- never a rehearsal. Like when I went on for Betty Blast slash Irene, I had to do skates. We'd never run. We'd never done the part. I'd never rehearsed it. That was the last part they thought I'd ever go on for. They were constantly like trying to rehearse me for Rusty and Wendy Joe, but never. So, you know, when Jeremy pushes me across the uh, thing on skates and I'm like, come on, give me a shove, honey. I mean, thank God I was a skating kid. I knew how to skate really, really well, but that's not something you do with someone who has no. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Never lie on your resume about not being able to skate if you can't, because you just might have to. You you never know when you're going to be on. Yeah. Don't lie about the equipment. Like if, if, if you can skate, yes, don't say Mm -hmm. you can. Yeah. No. Horseback riding either. Don't pretend. No. <laughs> Don't pretend you can ski, play tennis, or horseback ride. That was big when I was growing up. Special skills: horseback riding, drive stick. That mm-hmm. was a big. Well, one. We just saw it in Licorice Pizza. The young girl lied on yeah. her resume for to yeah. get those acting gigs, and they're like, "She's like, I speak Latin." Yeah. And- yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, everything. Yes. Because they would tell you just mm -hmm. say yes. But yeah, thank God I could roller skate really oh, wow. well. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us thank for this you chat. Thank for having me. This is a dream come true. It felt like all a drama rant. <laughs> you brought the drama. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, I went No, off. it's it's amazing. Yeah. And and I speak on behalf of all of us who just adore you, Orfei. Thanks for just being the mm. real deal. Yeah, you were talking about how Julia was just amazing when she came to Pretty Woman, but... Yeah. It, that's you to all of us. You are the real deal in real life. It's wow. and, and it meant a lot to a young Please. intern at 54 below all those years ago that you were so sweet oh and gosh. took the time. So, oh, oh, well, that's how life yes. should be. But, you know, and here we are all, the, all these years. How is it all these years later? That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and I also always remember when someone's really, really, really kind to me. That doesn't go unnoticed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not everybody's so nice. Yeah, that's true. You know? Especially in this town. We we anywhere but here. That's right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a gift. Well, everyone should of course follow you to keep up Thank with you. you. We got to get you TikTok famous. What are your your socials are at? Yeah, I'm not TikTok famous. <laughs> Instagram is at Orfe and TikTok is at official underscore Orfe because someone took Orfe. They'll be hearing from your lawyer shortly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's not worth it. But yeah, I'm very not Insta I'm very uh, not TikTok famous, but you know. Not yet. We'll see. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute. <laughs> I don't think it's happening. I'm not going to do, you know, spiritual say this and mm -hmm. all good things will happen. So it's not going to happen. So. Well, this was a delight. Everyone should follow you. Everyone should, of course, you know, why not follow us? We're at the drama podcast. Absolutely. They should follow you. Yes. I'm at Dylan McDowell. Connor's at Connor McDowell. Thank you, Orfe. Say hello to Andy. Thank you. I us. will. He, I think he set off the uh, smoke alarm, but I will. And Orfe, I know <laughs> we will be getting a revival of Legally Blonde, the musical, and you will be playing Paulette again. And I think you'll win the Tony this time around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could. Has that ever been done? Same person plays the same role. A hundred years apart, and they get a nomination. That would Alan, be first. Alan Cumming and Cabaret, right? Wait. Oh well, there you. I go. don't think he could get nominated because he he won. Oh, oh, he won. See, I but I did not win. Yeah, I did not win. We'll it see. could happen. So Stranger we'll things have happened. So. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So put it out there. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for Thank you so much. You know, two o'clock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lovely afternoon. Thank you so much. Thank you. And Connor, Connor, I'll see you next time. Drama. Drama. Drama.